0: Let's do it. And now, shouting the spotlight on the future of hockey.
1: Hello, it's Colin Byron, by the Vancouver Giants. I'm Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades.
0: I'm Dylan Cousins of the Westbridge Hurricanes. Hey guys, this is Cam here. Spencer Knight. This is Matt Boldy. It's Alex Turcotte from Team USA. Hi, it's Maurice Sider from the Adelaide, and i This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic. Major Junior. They were the best in the QMJHL, and now the Huskies are Memorial Cup champions. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. The NHL Draft. With well, the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program Jack Hughes and more. What, unbelievable! Wow, that's incredible. This is the Pipeline Show. All right. Well, good weekend, and welcome to the Pipeline Show. My name is Gee Flaming. Thanks for stopping by once again. If you're a returning listener and you've uh, downloaded this week's episode. Uh, from wherever you get your uh, your copy of the Pipeline show from, SoundCloud or Google Play or Spreaker or the big ones, Spotify, iTunes, places like that. Uh, if you've left a comment, I really appreciate that you do. If you uh, give a rating or something, that would be great. If you do both, even better. If you're a newcomer to the show, I'm always interested in how you found out about the show and what intrigued you enough to uh, try and give the show a listen. So if you uh, want to... Uh, If you don't already follow me on Twitter, you can at TPS underscore Guy. And if you want to let me know there uh, where you came, how you came across the Pipeline show and uh, why you decided to give it a try, uh, I'm always intrigued to know. So you can uh, let me know about that as well. I just put up the uh, question of the day on Twitter a second ago. And uh, the question reads, is there a surprise inclusion or exclusion uh, or omission from Canada's World Junior Team? And by that, I don't mean... This person, player X, uh, definitely needed to be on the team. Hockey Canada screwed up. I don't know what they're thinking. Or how is that guy better than player X? He shouldn't be on the team. I mean, think back to two weeks ago. And is there a guy that you're surprised didn't make the team or surprised that he did make the team? And I'm not talking about does he deserve to be there or not. And I'll give you an example. I didn't see the camp. I, I wasn't uh, there. I didn't watch uh, the two exhibition games, so I can't tell you uh, how they performed. But but I'm a little surprised that uh, Peyton Krebs didn't make the team, for instance. I'm not shocked because uh, he's just coming off a, a long injury, and maybe I, he might still not be up to normal Peyton Krebs uh, performing. And I don't know how he performed at the camp, so I can't say that uh, he doesn't deserve or that he does not deserve to be on the team. I'm just a little surprised that he didn't make the team. How about that? Hunter Jones is another one. I mean, they're take they're taking three goaltenders over. He was one of the guys at the camp, and he's got a lot of history with Hockey Canada. So he was a guy that I actually thought would be one of the three goalies going, uh, and he's not. Again, I don't know that it's the right or the wrong decision. I'm just saying it's a surprise for me that uh, he doesn't end up being one of the three goaltenders. So that's what I'm talking about. You can let me know uh, what you think on Twitter at TPS underscore Guy. Let's get to some of the uh, news and notes, and maybe we can start with the uh, the World Junior roster. Mentioned that Krebs didn't make it out of the WHL. Connor Zeri, who was a late addition to the camp, also didn't uh, make the final team, and uh, Braden Schneider off the back end. But the six who did from the dub, Joel Hofer in net, uh, Kalen Addison and Bowen Byram and Ty Smith on the back end, so lots of dub content uh, for the blue line. Uh, Dylan Cousins and Nolan Foote up front. Only one of the college guys uh, made it, and that would be uh, Bernard Jacob Bernard Docker, former A.J.H. Elder with the Okotoks Oilers. Uh, but the other three did not make it. Alex Newhook and uh, Dylan Holloway, as well as uh, Peter Diliberatore, who was on the show last week. Smattering of trades in the WHL over the last week or so. We can go back to the, uh, the trade that the Kelowna Rockets made with the Seattle Thunderbirds, another one. Remember, they had the big one in the summer as well, but... The Rockets give up a first, a second, and a fifth round pick in three different years for forward Matthew Wedman, overage forward. That meant that they had to clear space. Leaf Mattson goes to the Spokane Chiefs since then. I think I actually touched on that one uh, last week, but uh, the bigger one this week saw the Medicine Hat Tigers and the Vancouver Giants get together, and uh, four assets moving either way from each team, including uh, one uh, conditional pick either way going. Uh, but the uh, players who move, Tyler Pizzuto and Trevor Longo go from Medicine Hat to the Giants, as well as a first-round pick this spring. Uh, the Giants, in exchange, give up uh, Lucas Fekoski, uh, Dylan Plouffe. He's an overage defenseman and a uh, third-round pick this spring. Now, I've seen some people. Uh, quite honestly, it's uh, to me, it's you know, Pizzuto's a pretty good player. Fekoski's a little bit younger. Uh, Plouffe is the uh, the overage player going back uh, to Medicine Hat. Uh, the Tigers now have a, a big, experienced, a strong defense, and Swakowski could be a pretty good player for them. Uh, I, I don't mind the trade, though, for Vancouver either. Prezuzo comes over. He'll give them a little bit more offensive punch uh, up front. Longo is a serviceable defenseman. They get that first-round pick, and that could be key if Vancouver wants to flip it for something else that becomes available. Um, so that might be this might be a move that kind of sets up another move uh, for the Giants. Meanwhile, Medicine Hat's been on, absolutely on fire here uh, over the last couple of weeks. They are scoring goals uh, seemingly at will. They put up 19 goals in a span of 24 hours uh, after they beat Saskatoon 11-3 to and then doubled up Prince Albert 8-4. to So uh, everything clicking right now for Medicine Hat. And I still expect some big trades to uh, happen. We'll get into that a little bit later uh, in the show. Uh, speaking of trades, though, in the... Uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey it's always weird because at this time you're not supposed to be trading guys who are away at the World Junior Championship, but <laughs> word has already come out that there are four four or five trades basically completed and will, won't be announced until after the World Junior. But uh, reportedly, Raphael Lavoie will go from Halifax to Chicoutimi. So will Dawson Mercer. Uh, he goes from Drummondville to Chicoutimi. Theo Rochette, will end up with the uh, Quebec Ramparts. Uh, Benoit, Olivier, Gru and Jared who will go from Halifax uh, to Moncton. Uh, so there's some pretty big pieces who are uh, on the move uh, in the queue, reportedly. Also seeing a report that uh, Mercer, it's not Chikudemi he's going to go to. It'll be Moncton. So uh, some of these things, uh, I, I guess we won't know for sure for a little while, but appears that uh, Dawson Mercer will... Uh, no longer be with the Drummondville Voltageur. But uh, Michael Aloncet from TVA uh, has his finger on the league uh, pretty well. He's one of the people that said Mercer is going to end up with uh, Shakutimi. Anyway, we'll uh, revisit that uh, after the, the World Junior Championship. That other tournament that's going on right now is the World Junior A Challenge. One of my guests today, I spoke with yesterday, uh, but there was one game still uh, to go on. Uh, In that day, and it was a big one because it was, you know, Canada West, it was win or you're done. They did not win. The Czech Republic beat Canada West uh, 4-3 yesterday, and that ends the tournament for Canada West. They don't even get out of the uh, the round robin. Four teams advance, and they end up fifth in the five-team tournament. That's a really disappointing finish for Canada West. There's uh, a lot of talent on that team. And uh, they just struggled for whatever reason. Matt Davis gave up three goals on eight shots or something like that yesterday. He got the yank. Uh, The Czechs actually scored four times in the first period alone. Canada stormed back and scored three in the second period, but uh, could not equalize the rest of the way. So Canada West is done. The U.S. is playing Russia today, and the Czechs are uh, taking on Canada East. uh, And that will set up the final standings out of the round robin. Canada, uh, the United States is wrapped up top spot, uh, so they'll play. They'll have the easiest to semifinal. More on the World Junior A Challenge uh, later on in the show. I'll tell you about that in a second as well. Going back to the WHL for a second, other news that was announced earlier this week and something I touched on back on November first. Uh, the WHL has formally now announced and confirmed the uh, Bannum tournament that will be held in uh, the Seattle area. That will include a number of Bantam teams uh, out of the United States and uh, a quartet of uh, Canadian Bantam teams as well. But basically it's a showcase for American talent. And that leads into uh, the brand new uh, two-round American draft. That will happen in March. So every team will pick a couple of American players. Americans will still be eligible for the regular Bantam draft, but most of the high-end Americans will be already taken uh, in the uh, two rounds in March. Uh, no details yet in terms of how they're going to set up the draft order for the American draft. I, I'm going to guess, and I don't know this yet, but the regular season ends in the middle of March. I I would expect that the final standings in the, uh, the regular season will have something to do with the draft order. But maybe we see like a, a snake version or something like that, where the team that picks is, uh, last in the first round has first pick in the second round. I don't know, but we'll see. I'm sure all the details will be announced, but uh, I touched on both of those things uh, way back on November 1st uh, for with an article I wrote for Dub Network, and uh, that's now been confirmed uh, six or seven weeks later by the WHL. Uh, one other thing that affects the WHL, the Alberta government has uh, come on board and uh, officially listed CHL players as amateurs, so uh, the, the league not expected to uh, pay the players. And that follows suit, as far as I know, with every other province in the country. I know Saskatchewan, Manitoba, BC, they'd already been on board with that. My understanding was Ontario and Alberta were the only two provinces where that wasn't already on the books. Uh, but Ontario corrected that about a, a year ago or something when uh, the Conservative government took over in Ontario. And now that it's a Conservative government in Alberta, uh, that's officially uh, been uh, written into the, uh, the law books uh, as well. Uh, we know that's the case in Washington. Not sure about Oregon. Not sure about uh, Michigan and uh, and Pennsylvania either for the Erie Otters. But obviously a big development in that regard. Now I, I did hear a report on CTV Radio, actually it was TSN Radio uh, yesterday as I was driving around. It just you know the sports updates during the 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 news at the top or the bottom of the hour kind of thing, and it said that uh, the WHL would be no longer obligated to pay players. Well, they've never been obligated to pay players. They've never paid players other than the, the you know, the 50 bucks weekly stipend or whatever it is for for players. And that's so it was kind of misreported in that regard. There was just never a clarification legally. And, and now that's been made, I believe, in uh, all provinces across the country. So nothing changed. It's just officially recognized that the way things have been done is the way things are to be done. Anyway, but uh, the class action lawsuit continues, and we'll see. Eventually, we'll uh, we'll see if that uh, that changes or not. One other tournament going on uh, as we speak, and that would be the uh, 2020 World Championship, the Division One. The clubs there are uh, six teams, six nations uh, trying to get into the big group with Canada and Russia and the U.S. and, and Sweden and Finland and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the six teams who are battling it out right now are Austria, Latvia, Norway, Belarus, Denmark, and Slovenia. And that's the way they stand right now in the standings. Austria, a bit surprising right now and doing it without Marco Rossi. Remember, he was on the show about a month ago and said he would not be going over. Well, they ha- they're they in first place right now. There's still another day of round-robin action to go. But the Austrians have nine points. Latvia has eight points. Norway, just the shut out Denmark. They have seven points. Belarus is fourth. They have five, uh, but have a game in hand. They Belarus and Slovenia are playing uh, as I speak right now, actually. And Denmark, actually, surprisingly, uh, really struggling here in this event as well. And, you know, Mad Sogard is over there, and, uh, you know, it's obviously a growing hockey nation, uh, but really struggling here in this event. I think a lot of people expected they might be the team that wins and comes back to the big group, but it uh, does not appear that that's going to be the case. Leading scorers over there right now, Benjamin Baumgartner. He's uh, from Austria. He has 10 points through four games. Five of those points are goals. Janet Svanenbergs, he's from Latvia. He has uh, seven points. He's next. Then it goes all the way down to Paul Huber, who has five points. Uh, some of the WHL guys who are over there, you got to go way down. Alexi Protus has uh, two points. Ilya Yusov also with two points, both of those guys with the Prince Albert Raiders uh, and playing for Belarus. Uh, Vlad Alistrov, also two points. He's a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings. I mentioned uh, Mad Sogard. Stats are actually really good. He has a 929 save percentage right now, 2.27 goals against average, but his team isn't scoring. He is getting no run support right now, and that's uh, an expression my friend Low Tide, Alan Mitchell. Uh, He likes to use that expression, Well, Mad Sogard not getting any run support uh, from his uh, team. All right, let's get to what's coming down the pipe on the show today, and we will start it off with uh, our CHL insider, Sam Cosentino from uh, Rogers Sportsnet. He was at Hockey Canada's uh, World Junior Camp. I spoke with him on Wednesday, a couple of times on Wednesday, actually. We started the first half of the interview is on Wednesday morning, and the second half is uh, after the game that night. So finished it off. It's kind of like having two interviews uh, and uh, splicing them together because that's basically what happened. So we get his thoughts uh, through the middle of the World Junior Camp. So we didn't obviously ask about, you know, uh, line combinations and things like that because the team hadn't been named yet. But I talked to him about that. And then we get into some of the other stuff, uh, you know, hockey culture. A lot of people have uh, said to me and and I've heard on local radio here that, yeah, the NHL is bad, but uh, junior hockey might be even worse in terms of uh, abusive coaches or some of the negative stuff that we're hearing in the news lately in terms of hockey culture. So I wanted to get Sam's take on that uh, and also ask him just uh, his thoughts on, on Alberta, uh, putting into record that uh, CHL players are classified as amateurs. So we talk a bit about that. From that segment, we'll go to our WHL insider. That'll be Andy Ide from uh, ESPN 710 in Seattle, talking about all things WHL. It'll be our NCAA campus report following that. Jordan Kawaguchi is leading North Dakota in scoring and has uh, brought them back up. They are now first place in the NCHC and ranked number two in Division I hockey. He's a uh, a Canadian, so wanted to chat with him. So Jordan Kawaguchi from the North Dakota Fighting Hawks will be my guest in uh, the college segment. And we'll close things out today with uh, a look at the World Junior A Challenge and uh, J.D. Burke from EP Ringside. Uh, will be my guest he is up in Dawson Creek and uh, chatted with him yesterday about how the, that tournament has been unfolding and a plethora of draft eligible players who are on display so lots to get to we'll kick things off though with uh, CHL insider Sam Cosentino and he'll be our CHL insider brought to you by the store next door employs people with disabilities and uh giving them a sense of community and a sense of value and a sense of purpose and uh, you know as a parent of a special needs kid uh, I, I kind of identify with that and I, I understand I recognize the the benefit of what they're doing out there and uh, so it's a, a group that I've been trying to support here over the last number of months and I uh, hope you really I really hope that you give them a look uh, the store next door is their website. They have a big gallery, a kind of catalog of all the products that they make. And what they do is they take broken hockey sticks and they and they transform basically what was junk and they make some real treasures out of it. And uh, uh, I really think you should give them a look. The store next doorCA is the website. Go check them out. Sam Cosentino from Rogers Sportsnet. He's up first here on the Pipeline Show with Keith Flaming. Down there by Zaborle. Puck comes, three wards, clearing play to the line, it skips out to center, Valeno trying to break, shorthanded, Joe Valeno, penalty coming, Valeno, deking, scores! Joe Valeno, shorthanded goal! Hey, it's Joe Valeno from the Drummondville Voltageurs, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show.
1: There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time.